Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome back to part two of One Up. In this one, as I mentioned at the end of the last one, we'll be covering Ubisoft and cover Nintendo as well. <laughs> Bit of reaction because Ubisoft released some more details about their E3 plans um, after we recorded this. So it seems like Skull and Bones is being released after um, the March um, time period that we mentioned in the actual pod. So yeah. All my excitement about Skull and Bones has turned into depression and sadness. So yeah, just kind of blow over that bit. But yeah, uh, just enjoy the show and thanks for listening. There's not really much else to talk about Bethesda, so I'm going to move on to Ubisoft, who on paper at least for me has clearly the second most interesting one. Um, I mean, just a, just a little recap of last year. Um, what is the dancing game called? Because we have to mention it. Just Dance 2019. Just Dance, there we go. Just What a game. What a franchise. Ruins, <laughs> e- ruins E3 every year. <laughs> uh, we obviously got Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which was a big success. I'm yet to finish it, but really enjoyed it. Uh, Trials Rising, I have, but haven't played. Well, my mate bought, bought us it. Beyond Good and Evil still exists, apparently. The Division 2 which I played and completed, but I just didn't grab me that much, but they'll probably announce new stuff for that. Skull and Bones, for the love of God, please. Please give me that fucking game. <laughs> um, I really want to play that game. They keep teasing with me. For Honor, uh, one of, a, a personal favourite of mine. I, I should really get back into that. Um, Starlink, nobody cares. Uh, Mario, nobody cares. Um, Transference, wasn't that that? VR game with Elijah, was it Elijah Wood? That is it, yeah. yeah. Good memory. Yeah. <laughs> what a load of weird shit that was. The crew too, good God. Um, so yeah, I mean, Ubisoft last year, it wasn't awful, but there was quite a lot of nonsense in there, wasn't there? I mean, there was a lot of stuff where we were expecting release dates and stuff like that. I think we we were speculating that Skull and Bones would be probably the, the first quarter game for Ubisoft coming out this year. 
and there's not there's still not a release date and um, beyond good and evil is that game ever going to come out but i mean what what did you make of them last year I mean, I thought it was it was okay, as we, we touched on before, and, and obviously when we reviewed it at the time. I mean, Ubisoft are crazy. They're a rule upon themselves. They, they you know, the, the crazy dance performances for Just Dance every year and just, you know, kind of Eve's just coming up on stage and doing what he wants. It's just like Ubisoft don't care. The other thing I kind of missed last year was Alicia Tyler uh, announced uh, presenting it, and I hope she's back this year. I haven't really read anything yet. But, um, I mean... Ub, I think it was like better than one of the better Ubisoft as a conference. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in terms of content. Yeah. Some years they've had kind of some bigger games. That last year, obviously, Assassin's Creed was a real standout, and then beyond that, it wasn't. Um, there wasn't anything. Was uh, I'm forgetting actually? Was was the the game that just came? No, no, that was announced later in the year, wasn't it? The Far Cry, Far Cry New Dawn. That I wasn't an answer to E3. Was there. Um, sort of Google actually, but they, they they didn't have like many standard titles. But I thought the pacing was decent for Ubisoft. Ubisoft usually have an awful pacing. I mean, we all remember that 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 day they brought someone on stage to play that Eagle Flight VR game, and it <laughs> seemed, seemed to play it for about fifteen minutes. Yeah. And I was like, "What the hell's going on here?" And then the time they showed like a lot of stuff about the uh, Assassin's Creed movie. And like had people coming on talking about Assassin's oh, Creed, the movie, and you know I think Eve sat down with like the director or something, and they were talking for like fifteen twenty minutes. And it's like what the hell is going on here? So I think they got pacing a lot better uh, last year, which is good. But you know the even though the games weren't all of interest to me, um, but I'm hopeful like they'll continue that trend and kind of you know, kind of get the, the pacing even better this year and, and hopefully even have more kind of games uh, to announce um, in that would be of interest. So it, it will be an interesting one. I mean, what what do you kind of expect? And, or, I mean, what what did you think last year and kind of do you, do you expect much the same this year? Um, I think this year will be good to start with. Um, I think they've got quite a lot of interest in the stuff, and Ubisoft normally have a surprise. Obviously, last year it was ruined due to a keychain <laughs> um, with um, Assassin's Creed, if I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think last year was all right. Uh, it's I think the conference it was it was good, but what's happened afterwards is probably bad because I, as I mentioned when we were doing the intro to it. I was expecting stuff to come out <laughs> and nothing's come out from that conference other than maybe Far Cry, but we can't remember if it was there and I don't think he would really care anyway. Um, but yeah, it's just tough. I think what Ubisoft can't do is keep rehashing stuff because I think Skull and Bones, that this should be its third E3, I think. Same with Beyond Good and Evil. I think that would be its third E3. Four on it, obviously, they'll probably have DLC and shit for that, but whatever. And, yeah, you can't fall into the trap of just keep rehashing stuff. I think it, this the the this year's, it really needs to give, it really needs to give dates on them two games, especially. I, I imagine Skull and Bones will be this winter. Beyond Good and Evil. If it's not good to go, don't show it. I just don't show it. I, I can't be asked seeing, seeing that crap again. <laughs> Unless they're announcing a beta or 
or stuff like that. They just can't. They can't show it again. Three E3s is too many. It, it really is. And uh, yeah, but with this one, I think they've got quite a lot of interesting stuff to show. I mean, again, you've made the list. <laughs> Not hiding that. Uh, we well, we obviously. I forgot about that. We obviously got the Ghost Recon um, release or reveal. Um, the other day, uh, and you were kind of surprised that they're actually doing a a sequel to to Wildlands. So I mean, what what firstly we'll start with Ghost Recon Breakpoint. What is your um reaction to that? Yeah, I mean, I I suppose in hindsight that the game was popular. I know people who played it and and liked it. Um, and I, I know it. I I gather it sold quite well, even if there was a bit of a drop off in in terms of the player base. So I suppose it makes sense financially. It's just for me as a kind of a long-standing Ghost Recon fan, it's a little disappointing because you know traditionally Ghost Recon was a tactical shooter, and this isn't a tactical shooter. I mean, this is. Uh, the, the first time I seen Wildlands, I, I thought to my, I, I actually would like the look of it. I did, never got around to playing it, but I, I thought this kind of reminds me of Mercenaries, which was a, a game series I, I loved back on the previous gen. In fact, the previous to previous gen, actually, because the first Mercenaries was on the original Xbox. So, uh, I mean, it, it made, it, it seemed a, a decent, like, it seemed a good idea as the game itself. I was just surprised that they labeled it a Ghost Recon because I was hoping they'd eventually bring Ghost Recon back to its roots. Um, but obviously, they've, they've now decided to take this path. And I'm sure, like, it's, as I said, that the first game sold well. And, I mean, it, it's... Um, it was popular enough, so I'm, I'm sure this one's going to sell. So it seems kind of a no-brainer to... Ubisoft, I'm I'm just kind of disappointed that it's not the Ghost Recon I wanted. I mean, you you played some Wildlands, didn't you? So you you probably have a better opinion on it than I do. Yeah, I mean, I played it. I didn't finish it. It was it was one of them games that for me was only fun when you're playing with mates. I it was such a slog playing with the AI. I mean, the AI wasn't even that bad. It was quite good actually. But you just you just it kind of felt lifeless for what it was. I mean, I think it, I think it was set in Bolivia. I'm pretty hundred percent it was, um, and the world just kind of felt dead and not alive. <laughs> it was shit, <laughs> and stuff like the driving felt really basic. The shooting was fine and all that was fine, but it, it just kind of lacked finesse, and it it kind of felt like the division on steroids. But it wasn't as good as the division. Um, yeah. And yeah, it just kind of felt a bit lifeless. Whereas the division, albeit it's like not exactly The Witcher Three or or whatever, uh, or RDR Two is probably the better example. But it, it kind of felt like there was actually people there. Whereas Wildlands, I just kind of felt, yeah, this is just a big sandbox to fucking murder everything in sight. <laughs> so I think the fact that now they've gone, I think they've gone to a fictional um, setting. I think that can only help them and. Yeah, it, it, I think it might help them, and they just really need to cho- They really need to upgrade on stuff, really, because if it if it is just the division in a bigger world with a with a um, different skin, it I don't think it'll survive because the division's really focused, whereas Wildlands and possibly Breakpoint, they're just not. They're just I think they're just there to have random fun. So if they if they really want to turn it up a notch, I mean, if they want to make their own version of 
just cause go for it <laughs> uh but you can't you can't have that sense of realism with it but yeah i think i think they need to pick something is if they want to dial up the realism go for that but if they want to make it mental they've really got to really got to turn up with that one um but i think i think it's a neat i think it's quite a quite a popular game i mean it just I, nothing ever interested me to come back i mean they even had predator dlc they had the Predator in the game, and I couldn't be asked turning it on. That's it. That's how. That's how much that game died for me. And I'm so jealous. PlayStation again, that fucking Predator game. Because I really yeah, actually, we it. never mentioned that yeah. earlier. That's, that's kind of a notable uh, reveal there. Obviously, that's um, especially that kind of because uh, the uh, Friday the Thirteenth was so much fun, but it was just like janky. But having kind of Sony's resources behind them to make a game like it's it's exciting. Um, but yeah, no, I, I get where you're coming from on um, what like a, on Breakpoint because I mean it is it's just going to be more of the same of of kind of what Wildlands was and and that's kind of generally Ubisoft's approach to sequels. Yeah, yeah. We're used to it, so uh, I mean obviously we already know when it's coming out. We already kind of get an idea of what it is. It's so it's really just going to be a, a case of kind of a bit more kind of gameplay and details and that at E3. So it'd be interesting to see, as I said, if, if they kind of have some, some good new things, I, it might be one that I might be tempted to, to dip into because as I said, Wildlands did initially catch my eye. Um, it's just when it came out, the reviews were a little bit less than what I was expecting, but I gather it's kind of one of those games that have improved over time. Mm. Um, Speaking of Tom Clancy's, uh, you know, and, and speaking, we were talking about kind of long standing rumors earlier that just don't seem to come to pass yet. Um, a, a new Splinter Cell title that that's been rumored for a while. In fact, it's pretty much been confirmed because I'm pretty sure when Jade Raymond left Ubisoft, she said that there was a Splinter Cell game in development. So that was a long time ago. So clearly something is in the works there. Do you know? Do, do you think that could be? kind of the big reveal, the big surprise from Ubisoft and, and possibly even their, their first next-gen title? <laughs> um, it, it has to come out one of these years. <laughs> but, um, I mean, if Ubisoft... They've not really got much confirmed for the show. I mean, have they? I mean, we just expect Skull and Bones to be quite a big part of it. Um, just dance will take up at least half an hour. Um, so yeah, I mean, if they're not really gonna, cost the the fact that they did Ghost Recon as its own separate thing as just a reveal, they must have something to fill the space, and they're not they can't just add another ten minutes on the fucking just dance. <laughs> so yeah, it's got. I think yeah, it's got. Splinter Cell's got to be out one of these years. Whether it comes out, whether it gets the treatment that I just complained about with Skull and Bones and um Beyond Good and Evil where it gets it gets shown now but it doesn't come out for another three years. That kinda of be a bit disappointing. It's it's not a franchise I've really had experience with at all. I don't think I've played a second of Splinter Cell actually. Um but it really it really if it's been in development for this long and it's one of um Ubisoft's big big um ips it really it really needs to come back to life i suppose um uh, but yeah i think it there must be something there to fill the void they could have had for ghost recon so i'm i'll put my money on it i'll say this is the one where splinter cell arrives but we i think i think it's it we won't i think it's a safe years. bet we won't see it for <laughs> two years though 
but quite possibly i wouldn't be wouldn't be surprised with that um yeah no i mean i you said you, you haven't really played for me, so i actually I, I really enjoy the series i mean the my older brother was a big fan of the first three games i remember like once he famously my playstation 2 broke while he was trying to complete the second splinter cell and so he went out and bought a new PlayStation 2, finished the game and said, I don't need this here. You can have it to replace your console. <laughs> so I didn't have to wait to save up to buy a new PlayStation, which is great because when you're that age, it's very hard to buy consoles. So uh, th- thank you. Thank you, Gary, for that one. But um, I, I got into the series a little later. I remember like I, I messed around with uh, the third one, Chaos Theory, with my friend on Xbox because I had like a co-op mode. We just like punch people out and then carry them into closets because you know that was fun um and then i I got into the double age and then was a weekend rental i played it for a few hours and then got horribly stuck but then conviction i mean conviction was a a splinter cell game i jumped into and played religiously i think i i think i got every achievement in the game on the the 360 like i i played it non-stop It it was amazing um so like i I didn't for whatever reason blacklist just sort of passed me by and kind of always meant to get back to it but never did so uh, i'd be very intrigued to to see a new splinter cell announced and i'm I'm hopeful that that's the 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 surprise ubisoft have um and i mean speaking of surprises slash not so much surprises obviously we've had leaks in the past about a watchdogs 3 set in london um you know did you think Mm. that's something we could possibly see at this e3 as well yeah, possibly. I mean, when was was Watch when was Watch Dogs two? Three years ago? Feels like a oh, long yeah. time ago. I only actually picked that up recently. Um yeah, three years ago, November twenty sixteen. Yeah, so I mean, it is probably due again. I mean once they had the basis of Watch Dogs one, which was obviously a bit of a letdown. I I played Watch Dogs one, I haven't played two, um, but apparently Watch Dogs two is a lot better. Um I think it's only natural. And the fact that London, um, I've seen that rumour as well, uh, that's kind of popped up out of nowhere. That's quite interesting because with games like these, they're normally just Americanized and, and crap like that. Whereas I think the last one was in San Francisco, which was probably a bit more of a happy setting. London, to me, whenever you make a game in London, it's always a bit of a miserable bastard of a place. So maybe if they go back, if they're going back to the tone of one, and trying to put it in a different setting and kind of do a reset button with that tone at least. I think that could really work. I'd really I'd really like to get back into that franchise. I mean, I'm sure I could probably pick up Watch Dogs 2 for cheap somewhere, and if not, Ubisoft has a sale every two weeks, so it'll be cheap somewhere. Um, so yeah, I, if it is in London, I'd probably pick that back up. I'd, I'd get back into Watch Dogs. It was quite an interesting premise. Um I enjoyed Watch Dogs ones, even though I was expecting more of it. But yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd really enjoy that if it was in London. I think it'd be quite interesting. Yeah, no, I, I like the idea. Of, we don't get quite enough games in London. I've been trying to rack my brain there, think of what games are set in Just London. Grand Theft Auto. I think of GTA, <laughs> The Getaway One and Two, and what was the Assassin's Creed? Assassin's Creed Syndicate. They're, they're the games in London I can think of. Um, maybe like with the Thief game set in London, can't really remember. That but uh, yeah, the, the, <laughs> there hasn't been too many. Actually speaking, the Getaway. Obviously, we're not we're not getting any Sony stuff, so you know we're not. It's not going to happen. But the Getaway Three would be freaking awesome. 
Um, but yeah, no, London, it's an interesting setting. It's nice to take us out of kind of the usual run-of-the-mill American cities, as you say. And and I hear that the focus for the next watch, uh, the rumors for the next watch, like it's going to largely focus on the the hacking because people thought it was kind of a little stupid how like combat could play such a big part in Watch Dogs 2. So that's that's kind of cool. You know, we, we don't need every game to be Grand Theft Auto. So um, it'd be nice kind of for the, the hacking was always the, kind of the coolest part of mm. Watch Dogs to me, kind of watching from the outside because I never really got a chance to play either of them. I own them both. just didn't get around to them. So um, yeah, that's another one I would be expecting because as I said, I, I feel Ubisoft kind of will be looking to next gen and i think splinter cell and and watchdogs could fill that and clearly by now beyond good and evil is going to be cross-platform it's it's going to be on both consoles i mean where you were saying about a beta obviously they already announced there is going to be a beta but we still don't have a release date on that but it says 2019 so surely we get the release date for that beta uh for for the end of the year and i'm sure it'll be revealed it's going to be cross-gen on all four platforms um, and also, I expect that you'll finally be put out of your misery and get your, your release date for, for Skull and Bones because they need, as you said, they can't show either of those games without giving release dates because it just gets ridiculous at this point. Um, I mean, th- I think that kind of covers Ubisoft. I mean, the only thing I'd play Devil's Advocate, and I know you're probably going to shoot me down on this, but Assassin's Creed Viking or whatever yes. it's going to be called, any any chance Ragnarok. this year or do you think they'll, they'll keep quiet till next year give it to me <laughs> give me the game <laughs> uh no I, I think the best decision ubisoft made with assassin's creed was taking that break um between was it between syndicate and origins i want to say yeah it? yes it was exactly yeah. yeah i think that was one of the best decisions they ever made and obviously origins and well, you have to. I think you have to put Origins and Odyssey hand in hand, really, don't you? I think them two were huge successes for me. Anyway, I really like the new RPG version of Assassin's Creed. Some people are a bit more purist and don't, but if they take another break, combine the best bits of both of them and put it into a Viking setting, they, Ubisoft might as well just take my credit card or my debit card. <laughs> just, just let me buy that game, like. It, all of the monies and i will buy that game because i've been waiting for a viking game for so bloody long and they keep teasing me and it keeps getting rumored on shitty game websites and i want that game yeah no you make a good point there actually the the two-year gap uh well like the well the one-year break from from releases that that led eventually to odyssey and and uh well sorry origins and then odyssey obviously origins and odyssey were worked on by two separate studios kind of in tandem you know they they kept in constant communication with each other and you know obviously there's there's definitely some kind of features across across the two games but i think that the idea was origins would kind of largely place a focus on exploration while odyssey would on rpg elements um i mean do you think we could possibly see a similar approach here i mean a lot of people thought until the viking kind of leak which you know assassin's creed is famous for its leaks until that leak a lot of people were expecting that the 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 next one would be set in rome obviously we've had an assassin's creed in rome but that was medieval rome not kind of ancient rome um, do you think we could have possibly a, a similar setup where maybe the Origin Studio are making the Vikings game and then maybe the Odyssey Studio could be making a, a Rome game and it would be quite easy to go from doing Greece to Rome? I mean, what do you think? 
Yeah, I mean, that's quite... It's quite an interesting one. I mean, if they're going to release them in, in like, two parts... Um, well, two-year two parts, and then have a break, and then two again. I mean, that'd work, but I think there's obviously a bit of a connection between Egypt and Greece. I'm not sure where you could go with Vikings, but may maybe, maybe I'm just trying to link that too much together. But, yeah, if they did a Viking one, then a Rome one, that'd be great. The much destined Japan one, a samurai ninja one. That that's I that's just a pipe dream at this. But that's probably the new Viking pipe dream. Um, maybe there's a link there. Um, but yeah, I think if they're gonna start, if they're gonna do two at a time, why not? I mean, you don't have to interlink them. I think the fact that one was kind of a bit more RPG and obviously Origins started the RPG stuff and then. Odyssey kind of built on it with the character development and stuff like that. Um, if it, maybe 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 they're just trying to make one big super game, and that's what the Viking one's meant to be. But if not, if they're going to release two at a time, why not? Why it doesn't matter where the setting is, people will buy it. But if if both games have learned from Origins and Odyssey, both games can be brilliant. So why not? Yeah, no, definitely. I think that the, I, I have, a, I actually recently picked up Origins, haven't played that one yet, but I, I am going to get around to it. And I loved Odyssey, you know. Um, so I'd be really excited to see what those two studios have in, in the pipeline. Um, I mean, I'm actually stranger now. This, this. I know. Uh, again, I'm not. Re I'm not expecting Assassin's Creed at E3. Let me put that out there before anyone calls yeah. me crazy. But, um, I mean, that is. I'm. I'm suddenly quite hyped about this E3. Uh, for Ubisoft, like they're they're showing. Um, you know, it it could well be. You know, outside the Microsoft, especially if they're blowing out kind of next gen titles left, right, and center. Outside that, you know, Ubisoft could be kind of the the. The, the early contenders for second place with the the games they have to show um and you know people are going to be like why didn't you talk about the division 2 i'm sure there's going to be plenty of dlc shown off for the division 2 as well so i'm sure the people who are enjoying that game are going to be sated as well yeah yeah absolutely absolutely there's always dlc stuff i mean they'll probably add something on the far cry new dawn or some crap like that as well um Cheeky South Park game? Not at this stage. I, I, I think we'd know if, if that was happening. Um, I mean, it's something that'd be hard to keep on the wraps. And, um, but I, 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 I expect another South Park game in, in the future. I mean, not even if it's not necessarily another RPG, there's, there's going to be something from South Park because I think that those two games just both done unbelievably well so um i, th I think as it's inevitable and I, I think that's obviously why you're suggesting it because you you feel that way too god yes i can't wait yeah so i mean can't not really anything else ubisoft can do really no i mean barring a you know a couple of kind of new ips maybe maybe like a vr title we know they like mm, to kind of yeah. put something out vr related each year but i can't, can't really see much else outside that but i don't think really they need much else if they you know if they kind of focus on division two and you know um uh ghost recon breakpoint 
I almost forgot what it was called already. <laughs> um, and obviously, the, then beyond that, there's going to be the, um, obviously, as we did, were prospecting that, that they're going to, to come out with Watch Dogs 3 and a new Splinter Cell title possibly as well. And then obviously, to, uh, sort of Beyond Good and Evil 2, we'll get a lot more time on the stage than it probably warrants, but that's inevitable at this point. They seem to think it's going to be like a kind of GTA or something, the, the way they, they seem to highlight it. It's a bit crazy, rather than it being kind of a cult classic. Definitely um, but going it, to be a letdown that game. <laughs> 100%. Quite possibly with how much they've bigged it up. Um, but I mean... I think they have enough. I mean, I don't think that, I don't expect any more surprises outside what we've we've potentially discussed. And um, but I, I think that's enough. I think they have plenty to talk about there. And we know he, Ubisoft don't like to just throw up a a revealed little trailer and then move on to the next thing. Like they go in depth on the things they talk about. Like they dedicate time to them. Mm, yeah. So I think there's there's plenty there. Yeah, yeah. So we'll finish up with Ubisoft there and come to the, well, almost discarded Square Enix after the mess they put on last year with um, the replay of Xbox's um, stage show. Uh, I mean, last year was horrendous, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was just like before the show, it, it kind of made so much sense that Square were doing a show and like they were doing, obviously not doing a, a live show, rather than how they'd done the previous years. Um, but it, you know, it, it sounded cool. I thought it was just going to be game reveal after game reveal, like you know, quite tightly packed. But the games we knew they had, kind of to, in in the works, they blew basically them all out at Microsoft, and then it just made no sense. Then you're coming back they, in their own shows, like here's an in-depth look at stealth in. Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Here's an in look, depth, a depth look at Twisters in Just Cause Four. It was like we've already seen these games. <laughs> it just, it just, they, they didn't seem to get. They thought like if they saved the kind of the the bulk of the the content for their own show, it wouldn't matter if they blew out the the reveals beforehand. But clearly, they learned a harsh lesson, and I'm I'm hoping they will have adapted based on on that lesson learned and that this year we won't see that but i mean there was a couple of things new buried in the their their show last year obviously babylon's fall which comes from platinum games obviously near on automated brilliant which was a timed exclusive for the ps4 and, and we assume babylon's fall will be the same so obviously that's intriguing and the quiet man at the time looked kind of interesting and it came from a developer that you know i had enjoyed they, they made the first prey game for those who don't know and i quite enjoyed that but um clearly it this this wasn't a good game as, <laughs> as i've already revealed but a funny game you know it's 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 so bad it's it's kind of good um i wouldn't say quite good but uh yeah but i think they have to learn the lessons and i'm hopeful they will and i don't think they'd be doing this show and particularly i don't think they'd be doing this show in sony's time slot unless they had at least a couple of big things obviously we, we already said that state of play took place last week one of the things shown off at state of play was the re-reveal of final fantasy 7 remake you know, it, it seemed to show large parts of the early game off. There was lots of, plenty of voice acting. So, I, I don't know, guys. Some people call me crazy, but I've actually seen people make similar 
predictions. I think we're going to get a release date for part one of this game. I, I gather it's going to be split in at least three parts because they, they seem to think that's necessary for whatever reason. But I, th- I think we're probably going to get part three of Final Fantasy VII Remake, like the, the release date for it. I don't think it'll release this year, but I think it'll release next spring. You know, Do, do you think I'm insane? Do you think mm. I need to check my temperature? Mm, maybe. <laughs> it's square. They don't do shit normally. If they do announce a release date, it's not going to be on that release date. It'll be like six months after that release date. So maybe if they announce it for November, it can come out later. I mean, but yeah, it's um, you know what? I'm such a bitter little bitch. I haven't even watched the Final Fantasy stuff. <laughs> I'm so bitter. It's gonna be on PlayStation only. Oh, uh, um, yeah. I mean, it's long overdue. When was that first reveal? It was like five years ago. Was it longer than five? It was fucking ages ago. That wasn't it. Three. Whoa, I have to double check here, yeah, but it, it was it was the year of dreams. Remember when uh, Adam Bowles came out and was like reading people's letters, and you know, it, it ultimately, like I think, like that was when um, Dead Island Two was was mm. revealed as well, and obviously that's never actually come out. <laughs> One day. But uh, yeah. Even though I'm not, I'm not sure by now. But um, when was the first revealed team? Um, the early 2000s. That was the obviously we had that that uh, for the PS3. We had that tech demo that people thought was going to turn into a remake for it. <laughs> I'll whack some elevator music in here, people. Don't worry. I'm sure going to find it because there seems to be so <laughs> much information here. Um, come back to me on yeah. this one. But, anyway, uh, anyway you but yeah, I mean, I am. I'm hopeful we'll get a release date because it's been long enough. I mean, it, it, I I think if you don't have a release date now, there's no point in you ever bringing out this game, which some people soundly kind of predicted would happen that <laughs> we'd never see the game. So I think we have to see that at, uh, we have to have the release date and especially like I was hoping when they would reveal that that they were going to be smart and be like it's going to be an entire game but they've, they've obviously said that it's um, it, it's still episodic or they're, they're trying to actually avoid episodic now because they're like no it's not like you know games that are episodic it's more like parts and they're trying to compare it to Final mm. Fantasy 13 having kind of part 1, 2 and 3 um, but they're kind of their own games where it's building a game that was already a complete game just, just doesn't really make sense. But yeah. nonetheless, um, you know, uh, we're obviously, we know we're going to see it. I'm hopeful on a release date. I'm hoping that release date isn't too far away. And, you know, if, if all that, if all those boxes are ticked, you know, this is one, a game I'm, I'm definitely going to pick up because I, I love the, the original Final Fantasy VII. Oh, does this make me dust off the PlayStation? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Mm, yes, it would. It probably would. Um, I mean, the only natural thing you can look at is um, Kingdom Hearts came out in April? No. Was it, Feb- it was February. It came out in spring. It came out in late winter, early spring, I think. And if that's going to be their release window, I mean, it makes sense for Final Fantasy to go there in... in well, Kingdom Hearts was in some in similar situation where people thought it'd never come out. So maybe this is just their window of 
reviving Dan Games. Um, or, un, or fucking um, dying Games. So maybe maybe early spring is where games that never thought and anyone would come out, it's where they come out. Um, so yeah, I mean, if they've got that much, if they had that much to show, and obviously they've took a big spot at E3, they're going to have to have something. I mean, the only other thing that could be bit as big as Final Fantasy Remake, which has been hyped for a million years, is the Avengers game. Which, again, I think both of us fear may not actually exist. Yeah, it is. It is one of those you joke about. But again, I'm. I'm obviously we haven't heard anything solid on that, unlike Final Fantasy VII Remake. But I am quietly optimistic that that will be re-revealed at E3. You know, because I, I think um, there's there's nothing else really. Obviously, Square usually has something from the Western side, something from the Eastern side, and that's the only thing I could possibly think for the Western side. You're not going to get another Tomb Raider anytime soon. I mean, it, obviously, the Shadow of Tomb Raider did okay, but it was probably the weakest of the, the, the new trilogy of Tomb Raider games. And obviously, that was the one that wasn't developed by Crystal directly. And if they're working on Avengers, they're not going to be working on Tomb Raider as well. So I think Tomb Raider will be a little while away. Um, Deus Ex, you know, we were told a while ago the series was kind of dead. We've since been told that it's dormant and that there will be a game in the future but i don't think we can expect that anytime soon you know they they pawned off uh hitman back to io and i mean i don't think we're gonna get a new thief game anytime soon if ever so i i just think there has to be something from the western side of things and i think Avengers is the only thing that makes sense. And and again, as I said on the front end of this, the discussion of Square Enix, I think they need to have at least a couple of big things to make it worthwhile or else I don't think they'd be doing a show. And I, I think those two things are Final Fantasy VII Remake and Avengers. You know, I, I can't see anything else um, in terms of act, like actual showings. Like uh, I've I've made a prediction and uh, you know to to friends and I'm going to make the prediction again. I think Square are going to make a big mistake and announce Final Fantasy 16. I think it'll be nothing but a logo, and I think that's what and it probably won't come oh. out for like three four years at least. We don't even know who's working on it because obviously we thought Luminous would, but obviously they moved from Final Fantasy 15 to making a new IP and uh, Takahara see, uh, since left and. Now we don't know what the hell's going on. Well, I, I think they haven't cancelled the game. And I think that the suggestion was that someone else took over as the director. So it should be fine. But that game's obviously a long way off. We're not going to see anything on that. So I think they could make the mistake of, of revealing Final Fantasy 16 just simply with like a logo and maybe telling us who's working on it. But even then, Square often don't actually tell you who's working on it and you find out a few months later. So uh, what do you think, James? Any chances of that? Um, oh, God, if they did that, there'd be such a backlash. <laughs> Thing is, we people were waiting so long for Final Fantasy 15. It's too soon, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it could be a possibility. I think it there's nothing really stopping them releasing Final Fantasy VII Remake and sixteen at the same time, I suppose. But is too much Final Fantasy a bad thing? Probably not to some people, but if 
if they're going to be like a one franchise company possibly not the best look so for me i think Mar i think the avengers one will have to be there because if it's just all final fantasy stuff I don't, I, again it's not really going to be much of a much of a presentation concern it was just shown at that um uh sony thing i can't remember what the hell they're called <laughs> um but yeah i think i think we'll get Mar i think we'll get avengers over um over uh, Final Fantasy sixteen, I, I don't think they'll go too too much on Final Fantasy myself, but um, yeah, I mean, Avengers, literally no details. We only know the success of the the first what would you call it, New Age Marvel game in Spider Man. I mean, it's big shoes to fill for Square either way, and Square's it doesn't make Game of the Year winning games really. To my knowledge, it doesn't. Can they anywhere match Spider Man in terms of its success? Um, uh, you know, match maybe not, but come close possibly. I mean, Crystal Dynamics are, are a great studio. You know, I loved that Tomb Raider reboot. I was never really a big fan of the old Tomb Raiders, and that that game really pulled me in. And I never got around to Rise, but I heard great things about that as well. So, um. I think they're a very talented studio and I think obviously they seem to be taking their time with it this game. They're they're not rushing it out and that, that can only be a good sign um as long as it eventually comes out. So I'm I'm hopeful. I mean, again, Spider Man is a real top tier game, so maybe not quite that level, but maybe a tick below possibly. Um what what's your expectations? I mean I'm not. Thing is, with Square, I don't really buy much of the, many of their games. I mean, Final Fantasy 15, I never finished. Um... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello. Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hitman didn't play that. I haven't played that since Absolution, I think. Um never really played Deus Ex, so I don't really know what to expect, and 
the thing there's so much limited knowledge i don't even know what type is it going to be a game with a service is it going to be the first person thingy <laughs> third person is it going to be something shit like that dc online game is it going to be something like that Do you, it's just it's it's so unknown at the minute I don't, I don't know what i think my expectations are lowering the longer it goes on to be honest because the thing is we'll, <laughs> we'll probably end, end up getting spider-man 2 before we get this avengers game and spider-man 2 will probably build on some of the criticism that game had and it'll be one of the best games ever so i don't i don't think it i don't think it can match spider-man um and oh, it, i'm getting worried about that game now because i mean we mentioned rocksteady earlier on if rocksteady bring out a game a superhero game that's going to be amazing um if insomniac bring out spider-man 2 it's going to be amazing marvel have their game coming out which will have its own niche we didn't really talk about it with the microsoft stuff but they might have something to show on that because it's a bit weird if everyone else has a marvel game and microsoft doesn't if you get what i mean so maybe they have a surprise there um so the more i think the more superhero games come out the less expectations on this game is natural really so i'm, I'm kind of worried about this unless it comes out soon but i doubt it will yeah i mean i can certainly understand that i mean it is difficult when you you know, you're going to have these concerns when you haven't seen anything on the game for, for some time. And, you know, you, it, as you say, we don't even know what it is. Um, you know, if it comes out and, and it's like I hadn't even anticipated that possibly like sort of an MMO type thing or some sort of game as a service. I mean, that, that probably would pour cold water on my expectations because I'm just hoping kind of like Tomb Raider kind of third-person action-adventure game, but with the Avengers, you know. That's what I want. Um, but it might not necessarily be that. And if it wasn't, you know, it would be quite disappointing at this stage because I think that's what most people want. Um, I mean, the, the, there's been different rumors. I think at one point it was rumored to be a first-person game, if I'm not wrong. And then there was another time when it was rumored to be a follow-up to Ultimate Alliance, and then it turned out that was a separate game, obviously, which has come into the Switch. Um, so, you know, we we don't really ultimately know what it's going to be. Um, but again, I, I do, I completely expect it to be at E3, but it could go either way in terms of the, the reveal. Like, I'm hopeful because I do respect Crystal Dynamics, but as I said, it could go against us. So, all we can do is, is really keep our fingers crossed that it it is the the game we want in, from Avengers, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll get it. I'll definitely get it, unless it is something shitty. But um, it, I just really hope it's out soon, and I hope they're going to do it justice. Cause we know Disney are <laughs> they're already upset with one um, publisher over a year with their stuff, so hopefully don't piss them off even more and stop them making games. Um, but yeah, I mean, anything else on Square outside of either Final Fantasy and Marvel? Well, they obviously have to have more than two games, because even if those two games with how big they would be, you know, it's still not quite a show that then they could just be on Microsoft stage. Um, I think obviously Babylon's Fall, which was revealed last year, doesn't have a release date yet. So apparently we don't know too much about it. So I'm sure we'll see more on that along with a release date. And I know Square do have other things 
in the works on the eastern side. Um, but it's it's about what they choose to be E3 suitable and what they choose to be Tokyo Game Show suitable. I mean, as I said, Luminous have the game in production, next-gen title. I think it's far too early for that. Recently, Octopath Traveler 2 was sort of revealed, but it's very early, so I don't think that's going to be there. But there is an Octopath prequel game for smartphones, so I wouldn't be surprised to see that at E3, because Octopath was so popular in the mm. West. Um, the Obviously, there was... Um, project um i'll get it up now hideo baba who was the producer of all the tales of rpgs left bando namkai to go found a new studio at uh, square enix um and he was working on a game called um project prelude rune and he left then in february but the game wasn't cancelled but breaking well not quite breaking but 16 hours ago apparently the game's been cancelled so that's <laughs> that's 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 quite heartbreaking to me because i love the tales of games and the idea of hideo baba going to work on a new ip at square i got so excited about um and now it seems that no yeah let me have a look here since message live news uh, yeah, that's not live. <laughs> it's just that the rumors are that uh, people are suggesting that it, it's been cancelled. Now again, um, yeah, the 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 official website for Studio Estolia, which was his studio at Square Enix, has now is now gone. It just redirects you to the Square Enix page, and the Facebook and Twitter accounts for the studio have been deleted. So it sounded like that game might be cancelled, which is is heartbreaking to me because it was probably one of my most anticipated games. Like it looked amazing. Might be reverse and it, psychology and it's going to be at E3. <laughs> I hope so, but I don't think so, which is really disappointing. Um, so that, that's obviously up in the air and, and I'm sure Tokyo RPG or Tokyo RPG factory announced their new game. Not so long ago. I think it was announced at a Tokyo game show. So maybe that'll pop up because I think like project Setsuna did okay over here. And so I think they will have a couple of little things, maybe something dragon age related. Obviously they've had a lot of dragon age titles in recent years, but I'm not sure what they could have. I know dragon age for the switch, dragon age 11 for the switch is yet to get its release date. But the rumor is that's going to be at Nintendo's uh, on Nintendo's um, direct. So I doubt that's going to be on screen. They're not going to announce a release date, you know, and then re- mm. announce it again. So I couldn't see that. But maybe something smaller for for Dragon Age, some, or not Dragon Age, Dragon Quest, some sort of spin-off say, title. I was going to say, I was, yeah. gonna, I was leaving you haggard there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Dragon Quest, or, or you know, uh, possibly even I know some of the older Dragon Quest games have been ported to ps4 as downloadable titles could see them come to the to the west something small like that but they, they will have a few other small things and, and maybe a couple surprises but i'm just curious about the western side of things because obviously last year they had uh, shadow of the tomb raider um captain spirit um and um just cause four but this year they might just have avengers i'm not is is um Life is Strange 2, is that finished yet? Because they maybe have like the next episode of that. Yeah, that's a possibility. Um, yeah, but I, saw, the, I saw 
some people reacting to the latest episode. I'm not sure if it's done. Yeah, actually. Oh, no. No, it's not done. Yeah, the next episode... The last episode came out last week. The next episode comes out in August. So it could be something for that, possibly. Yeah, that would make a lot yeah. of sense. Um, oh, but other than that, I, I can't... Re- I'm sure they will have other things, but it's difficult to say what they're going to have. I mean, is there anything you, you can think of that you would expect to pop up? <sighs> Unless they're gonna whack in a sneaky hitman or Tomb Raider, not really. But... Well, obviously they sold. I think uh, WB Games do Hitman now. Ah, so... uh, yes, of course. Yeah, so um, that's not even a possibility. Yeah, and, and a Tomb Raider game, it just, I think it'd be a bit strange after. Uh, I, again, don't rule it out because the others have released quite close together. But um, I mean, it, it would be a, a strange one um, for yeah. me after the. the the reaction i think if there is a tomb raider in in the works they'll, they'll probably want to take a little bit of time with Quiet it Quiet man too <laughs> <laughs> i i would take that because i think that the game was so bad that it's it's funny you know so you know that, that would be welcome for me and um, but i don't think enough people shared my view there unfortunately they just make games for you Carl. it's fine <laughs> that's it that's it just release yeah. it for me but no i mean square there will be other things but we don't know what those other things are going to be. And and maybe that's why it makes the it an interesting conference because it's going to have a, a few surprises, unless they blow it all at Microsoft again. Yeah, Just Cause 5, Tomb Raider, whatever the hell. Um, all on Xbox. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, again. can't rule it out. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, I mean, that's pretty much all Square has. I mean, it'll probably be two games we know of and then new stuff. That's normally how it is. Um, but Nintendo, um, obviously last year, oh my god, that was a whole lot of Smash Bros. <laughs> it was all Smash Bros. I don't know why I watched that, but uh, yeah, it was pretty much Smash Bros. Smash Bros. Smash Bros. Smash Bros. And then some other stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I that's all I remember from last year's. Um, what what did you think of last year's? Was it Nintendo Direct? The call? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Um, I thought it was good. I mean, obviously, Smash Bros. was a, a game that was big on me. And, and as soon as they announced all the characters are going to be in it, I was just like, sold. I was already buying the game, but I was like, sold. I'll, li- I'll listen to, to um, them talk about kind of fighting styles and all this kind of thing for, for the next half an hour. Like, all I needed was that, that character reveal. Um, and I mean, it, it it was a direct that wasn't going to be for everyone. If you weren't a Smash fan, and I know a few people who aren't, they were probably like, nah, this isn't for me, zoned out, and then probably just caught the highlights of the other stuff later in the day, and that that's fine. But there's enough people that are Smash fans, and I mean, it, it's I think it's now the best-selling, I think it overtook Mario Kart as the best-selling game on the console, Ooh. about 11 million or something like that. So clearly there's enough Smash fans out there um, to, to justify that. So I wouldn't quite call it a, a mistake, even if it wasn't for, for everyone. Um, but they, they threw in some some other stuff. Obviously, there was um, the obviously uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses was revealed. I mean, we knew there was a Fire Emblem game coming for Switch, but we didn't know anything about it. But we, we got that reveal. Uh, Super Mario Party was revealed. There's a Damon X Machina revealed. Overcooked 2 was revealed, which of course wasn't an exclusive, but you know, given that the, the Switch is many people's indie platform, that seemed a fitting place to reveal it. Similar story with Killer Queen Black, which is a massive arcade game to, to, to announce that it's coming to consoles and, and that the Switch 
be the first place it's coming to was massive again and then you had a couple of ports like Fortnite and Dragon Ball Z fighters or Dragon Ball fighters Z that that were kind of no-brainers so I, I thought it was a solid enough showing I mean it, it's they didn't have the kind of amount of titles that Microsoft do or or any of the others really in in terms of showing but they, they focused on what they they had to focus on and I thought it was solid enough and Honestly, I, I expect quite similar this year, except for rather than it being like a half an hour on one game, I think it'll be 15 minutes on Pokemon and 15 minutes on Animal Crossing or maybe slightly more on Pokemon. Um, but I think the large focus will be on those two games and then beyond that, we'll just get like kind of bits and bobs about like Splatoon 2, Super Mario Maker 2, which is coming out soon. Dragon Quest XI S- S- Switch, as I already touched on, will probably get its um, release date. And some of the games that kind of we've seen revealed over the last few months, like D- Damon X Machina still doesn't have a release date. I'm sure we'll get something for that. Um, Luigi's Mansion 3 could possibly get more on that. Uh, I think that's confirmed for 2019. And Astral Chain, which was revealed out of another pre- uh, another direct since then, which is a game from Platinum Games. I think we could see a release date for that as well, because I'd say that's close. So I think, I mean, they've said they're focusing on 2019, like just games coming in 2019. So I think those games will, will be the focus. And I think that's enough games, as long as there's a few third-party surprises thrown in as well to, to show the support is there. Um, I did notice while I was setting up for this that I thought Bayonetta 3 would definitely be shown at this E3 because that was previously revealed for 2019. But apparently Nintendo have stealthily edited its release date from 2019 to, to be announced. Hmm, that's disappointing. Um, I know it's kind of, I know it obviously moved to Nintendo exclusivity, but it's... Uh... Still quite a big thing to just do sneakily, the cheeky bastards. <laughs> um, Obviously, my main focus on Nintendo is always Pokemon, and always will be Pokemon. Um, What do you think we're going to get here? Probably a release date, and then the difference between Sword and Shield, you reckon? Yeah, definitely. I think that makes a lot of sense um, for them. You know, we'll, we'll get obviously a bit more shown off of the world and a bit more of the new Pokemon. Um, kind of reveal at least a handful of the exclusives. Probably give a, a bigger focus on probably the legendary Pokemon, which I don't think we've really seen yet uh, or much of anyway. Um, and I think they'll just kind of talk about kind of features they've taken from the older games, features they've taken from Let's Go. And kind of how they've rolled them in in one, probably with this title to try and appeal to everyone. Um, kind of show how kind of graphically the game has improved. You know, kind of when it's particularly when it's docked, obviously being on a console rather than a dedicated handheld. I don't. Th- some people are a little disappointed with the reveal of Sword and Shield that they thought it would be a bigger kind of graphical upstep, but I, I don't think it necessarily had to be. Um, you know, maybe show the world. I'm sure the world's a lot larger, a lot more open. So I'm sure they'll show that a lot more clearly. Um, you know, it's it's just kind of they'll they'll deep delve, you know, because it is 15 minutes. They'll they'll probably show a lot off. Um, and they'll they'll probably show what needs to be shown. I mean, for me, the, I'll be picking up one of these on on day one, regardless of of what I oh, see God, at E3. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, it's it's a no-brainer. This game sells itself. They, they probably don't even need to. They will, but they don't need to show this game at E3. Like, it's just going to sell itself. I think these could end up being the best. Uh, the best-selling, maybe not, but um, the best-selling Pokemon game in a while, quite possibly, will, will be these these two titles because uh, there, there's mm. a good stall base of the, the Switch. Um, I mean, do you have any expectations? Um, I think it. I I think this is definitely. Well, to me, it's probably the biggest game of the year, really, unless Microsoft does a does a mental and release Halo this year. But I doubt that'll ever happen. But unless something amazing happens, I think Pokemon is going to be the biggest game of the year. I don't think anything can really touch that. In a maybe Call of Duty if they do that, but. I mean, again, pretty much the opposite end of the spectrums in terms of them games. But yeah, it's Pokemon for me, it's going to be the biggest game of the year. Similarly to you, I will get one of them on day one, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess Sword. I I don't know why, but I'll I'll guess Sword. <laughs> um, unless something, uh, whatever the reveal. I mean, you can only speculate on what the differences will be, but I mean, I don't think they can do the boy girl difference unless the unless there's different factions or something in there. But it's just, I, it's going to be quite interesting, I think. Um, but outside of that, Animal Crossing, I've not had a single second of experience with that. I mean, do, have you ever played that or experienced that or even seen what it is? I don't. Want I to know. I know what it is. Obviously, I've, I've, <laughs> I've seen seen plenty of it over the years, but it's just never quite um, kind of gripped me. And it's not that I don't like those kind of games, because um, like I've I've always dabbled with the Harvest Moon um, series, and I like there, there's a new Harvest Moon game. It's they're no longer called Harvest Moons, but there still are Harvest Moon uh, coming for Switch in the near future as well. So I might actually be tempted to pick that up. Um, but I, I think it's kind of like. As I think someone I recently, recently listened to talking about Animal Crossing and they were saying why they prefer um, Harvest Moon to Animal Crossing and I think I'm right there with them and I think like with Harvest Moon you have an aim, you know, it's run a, a successful house, get married, <laughs> you know, that's, uh, that's, that's what you do whereas in Animal Crossing it just seems like get a house you decorate it and there's no real aim to the game so isn't that uh, real just, life though <laughs> yeah you know i suppose it's kind of like a cutesy sims and i suppose that's it actually i got, got quite sucked into the sims when i was younger but um it's just not really for me i can see obviously why people like those games i'd never knock them and, and i can see why they're excited and i'm sure it's going to be a big success when it does release later this year but it's it's not it's not one for me. Like I'm not when it was first actually revealed, I was more kind of thought it was cool that one of the characters was coming into Smash, um, because the Animal Crossing characters in Smash are always a load of fun. Um, the actual game itself, just I was like, nah, I won't be getting that. I'll be I'll be giving that a skip. And I think it'll take some massive kind of features and, and that in the reveal. I'll watch it, so I'll see it. But it would take a lot of kind of surprises in terms of that game for it to to gain my interest in, in purchasing it and I gather from the way you've spoken it's it's much the same for you yeah I, it's just dog all people isn't it bring Nintendo dogs that's what I need <laughs> yeah 
If they yeah, I, you never know. You can never rule out something like that, actually. <laughs> so uh, I wouldn't reveal out and I wouldn't rule out a new Nintendogs announcement. That, that's how you win E3, Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, what were you going to say? Uh, no, I was going to say again. Like it, again, it goes back to what we were talking about before. But for me, like probably the one, the, the biggest thing I'm looking forward to at Smash in, in terms of the Nintendo presentation is seeing who the smash bros dlc characters are you know obviously we only mm. know joker so far and i think they've got like another five to reveal and they yeah, might reveal all five at e3 so i mean that that would be really exciting to me like to, to see to finally see who who they are because they, they usually do get some great kind of characters for dlc um mm. anyone off the top of your head that you'd like to see come into to animal crossing Right, Animal Crossing, Smash. sorry, into <laughs> in Smash Bros. Yeah, in terms of Animal Crossing, bringing like a Dark Souls character, would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in terms of Smash, um, with their new close relation, or seemingly close relationship with Xbox, maybe Master Chief? Be kind of cool. Banjo, possibly. Mm. Mm. Who else could we get? Not really anyone from Gears of War. Maybe a fable, fable chicken. There we go, a fable chicken. That's all. I want. wouldn't be surprised, and it's not going to be for everyone. But I wouldn't be surprised for to see one of the characters from Dragon Quest Eleven come into the game, especially to coincide with that game's release date being announced. Because obviously, we're thinking from our Western point of view, that's that's not big. But think about it in Japan, how big having a Dragon Quest character mm. in in Smash Bros would be. Um, so I think that would make a lot of sense. Obviously, they've already gotten Cloud from from uh, Square. Uh, a lot of people have talked about Sora from Kingdom Hearts coming into it as well. Um, so I think you could you could see something from Square Enix definitely. Um, Lara Croft. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you you've got a good point with the Microsoft as well. I wouldn't be shocked to see something from from Microsoft come in. You know, I wouldn't be surprised even to see something like a Fortnite character or something like mm, that. You know, like there's 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 a lot of no brainers there in terms of the popularity. Even though they wouldn't be it's Fortnite character wouldn't be what I want to see. You know, but um, I I could I could quite possibly see them a new Pokemon obviously to coincide with the new Pokemon game. Mm, that's that's another thing that makes a lot of sense. Um, so I think, and I think there'll probably be a couple of surprises as well. That's something far far flung. I mean, that's what apparently uh, Sakurai said that Nintendo have picked the DLC characters, and there was a lot of moans and groans of that. But he said there's a lot of cool surprises. So we'll we'll see what's what's going on there. I'm, so, I'm sure some of it will be strategic, but I'm sure some of it will also be kind of um, pretty cool. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for that. Um, any, I mean, what else, are we missing anything else for for Nintendo? Actually, I have one. I have one kind of bold prediction. Um, that's kind of slightly based on rumors, so it's not quite that bold. But uh, obviously, Astral Chain is coming from Platinum Games, but I think that'll be quite close, and it's likely to get its release date. What about those rumors that Nintendo had picked up Scalebound, the cancelled Xbox One exclusive, and that that was coming to Switch? Think we could see that? That'd be interesting. I mean, there was quite a lot of fanfare. I think that was three years ago, maybe longer, maybe further ago. Um, there was quite a lot of people who quite 
were quite hyped for that coming to Xbox. I never really saw it. I thought it was a bit. It looked a bit crap. Um, but I think that I'd find a really good home on the Switch. Um, firstly, it's Japanese, and that's what they do. <laughs> um, so yeah, it'd be. Uh, I'd quite like that. It pro- it might have transferred better over to the Switch. Um, type of thing, and obviously, as I mentioned, with the Smash Bros. character with. Xbox and Nintendo seemingly have a nice friendship. I mean, maybe that's the one thing we can last. That's the last thing we can talk about is maybe the release an Xbox Live date for Switch, which is obviously going on there for whatever as an operating system or whatever you'd call it. Maybe that's one of the things they mention. Um, but yeah, I mean that'd be quite interesting because I mean Dragon Cell as as we do as we know with Game of Thrones. <laughs> so yeah, dragons. Why not? Why not? It'd be quite interesting, I think. Yeah, no, the, I mean, it, it, it was it was a game I was looking forward to. I'm, you know, a big Platinum game fan. I, I like, you know, I didn't like all their titles, but some of their titles have been among some of my favorites. So that Mad World was a really cool, unique game. First Bayonetta was brilliant. Um, you know, obviously I've heard great things about Nier Automata, so I hasn't got, haven't got around to it, though. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm quite hyped uh, about kind of that that rumor when it came about i thought that game would be the, a, a good fit for switch so i'm hoping that my prediction is correct there because that, that'd be a nice thing to see i mean but outside of that you know i don't know what nintendo are going to do i'm sure they will have a couple of surprises but i don't know what they'll be like a, a, maybe one or two ports of games we didn't expect to come to switch we got seem to get them every every direct and and maybe something new revealed i know they've said they're going to focus on 2019 but i'm sure they'll at least tease one thing for 2019 like so whether that is bayonetta 3 possibly now that it looks to have been pushed back or, or possibly uh metroid prime 4 or um oh the other thing actually what about retro we haven't. Said, we thought they were going to be doing metroid prime 4 they're not doing retro metroid prime 4 there was those rumors or pretty much confirmation that they had been working on a Star Fox racing game but that now seems to be kind of just gone entirely quiet so much so that people think it's been quietly cancelled uh, do, do you think we might finally see what Retro are working on? Probably not <laughs> that's the thing uh, if stuff keeps getting cancelled or delayed or, or whatever I mean they must have hit the reset but I think that was one of the rumours with Metroid, wasn't it? That they hit the reset button completely. Yeah, no, that was yeah. pretty much confirmed. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they scrapped what they had and started again. So, And that was only earlier this year, mm. so that's why that game could be quite quite far off. Um, It's just, Nintendo are very hard to, to predict almost because they just, they keep their cards so close to their chest. Which is why they can often mm. surprise and delight, to be fair to them. But, um. It just make, it makes it hard to, to kind of predict what to expect. But like I, I'm looking forward to, to the show. As I said, for the very least, I want to see the Smash Bros. characters. Yeah. Anything beyond yeah. that is a bonus. Yeah. So and more um, Pokemon. More Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. You could no more Pokemon can can never hurt. You know. So, but I mean Nintendo. No, I don't think they they're under too much pressure for E3. I think that's probably why they they poured cold water on the, the suggestions that they'd unveil these new Switch models at E3 and, and said, basically hinted that won't be until they're close to 
releasing new mm. hardware. So, yeah. but they don't need them, you know, because the, the Switch is selling so well. They they just need to continue doing what they're doing, and and it's going to continue for them. Um, so I don't think Nintendo have to. I don't think there's the pressure on Nintendo that there is on Microsoft. I know some people have suggested there is on the two of them because Sony aren't there for them to take advantage of that. But I think that pressure more lies on Microsoft than than Nintendo. Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely more pressure on Xbox because they need to pull their finger up the ass. Um, I think that's it. I think that's. I didn't expect it to go this long, but it did. <laughs> it definitely will be a two-parter. Um, that's why you'll get the cringy intro at the start, which clearly me recorded afterwards. Um, but might as well. Your overall thoughts on the show? Obviously, no Sony's a bit of a a, uh, a downer. But if they're not, if they didn't have anything to show, fair enough. But what do you think about the rest of the weekend or extended weekend? I should say. Yeah, I mean, all in all, I'm I'm excited um i mean in terms of like to to um also while i'm doing it give a, a quick rundown of kind of the, the schedule of the ea on june 8th and um, they're not actually doing a dedicated show so as i said you can just pick up videos as you want you know we obviously we personally are going to be interested in star wars fallen jedi order um and if there's anything else they have that we want to check out we, we can just pick up the videos and, and watch them so there's nothing really there. It doesn't matter what they get wrong because you can just ignore it, which is great. Um, you know, obviously Microsoft, June 9th, 9 p.m. British slash Irish summertime, 4 p.m. Eastern time, 1 p.m. Pacific time. And Europeans, you can work out your time zone because I forgot to take note of it. Um, that's the big one. That's that's where we're probably going to get a new console. That's where we're probably going to get a ton of games, both from Microsoft themselves, from their new studios, and also from third parties, because that's where the, the next-gen focus will be. Um, yeah, I'm not too interested in the inevitable 10 minutes or whatever they're going to spend talking about Project xCloud, but that's something we can't avoid. Um, but, I mean, that aside, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited for Halo Infinite and for more on Gears 5 and more on the Outer Worlds and hopefully the new Fable. So, plenty there. Um, what, what are your, what are you, what's your thoughts on Microsoft? Are you, are you excited for that one? Obviously, being the Xbox guy. I'm nervous, man. This is defining shit, this. <laughs> uh, I mean... If it is if it is what we expect and we get a new console and stuff, it has to go well. It, it can't, because Sony know even if 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 Xbox have a bad launch, Sony could just literally just go here's a, here's a PlayStation, and the one, <laughs> here's PlayStation Five. Don't need any details. It's one. Xbox needs to grab people with this shit. It really does. Um, and. Yeah, I think this is really sink or swim with Xbox, and mm, it it might. Well, I don't think it'd be the last console ever or anything like that. But it th this one really needs to. It really needs to grab some sort of market. It needs to grab some sort of market because you can't just rely on me and the other people who grew up with a three sixty and came over to one and stuff like that. So. Yeah, it it really it really needs to grab a, a section of the um, uh, gamer fandom, and uh, and it needs to it needs show exclusives, and it can't be another hour long presentation on mega flops and fucking shit like that. 
and yeah, but I, I do I do trust um, Phil Spencer and all uh, the the new higher ups and stuff since the original Xbox One launch. So I I think I think it'll go well, but I'm I'm quite nervous for this one because it need it really needs to go well for it, it, um, for it. Yeah, no, you're I'm, I'm right there with you. You know, even being kind of somewhat outside, I have an Xbox One, obviously, but I'm, I'm not quite the the Xbox fandom. Um, I mean, it it is the as you said, Phil Spencer's built up that goodwill with things like backwards compatibility and the studio acquisitions and everything. And I think that goodwill has eyes on Microsoft and this is their time now to, to make those eyes count and, and really blow people away. And I, I think that's what they, they're going to aim to do. And I'm hopeful they manage to achieve it because, you know, I mean, the the better the consoles are, the, be- the better for everyone, really. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. As I said, I am excited for that one and, and intrigued to see kind of the approach Microsoft take to to Sony not being there and having the the stage largely open to themselves. Um, but I suppose time will tell on that one. Um, and then next, obviously, will be Bethesda on June 10th, 1:30 a.m. British slash Irish summertime. Bit of a, a late one. Lucky I'm off work the next day. Um, <laughs> and then June 9th, uh, 8:30. 30 p.m. Eastern time and 5:30 p.m. Pacific time. Um, I'm, as I said, when you know, I can't really say much more than I'm intrigued as to why they're having a show. So I'm just going to watch it just to see why they're having a show. And there's not much more else I can say on that. Would you share that sentiment, guy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just intriguing more than anything. Um, I think everyone, bar maybe Ubisoft, it it's more intrigue than actual announce well ubisoft and microsoft i should say everyone else it's just kind of like i'm gonna watch you don't have any expectations but i'm still gonna watch you just see what you're gonna gamble with you yeah no i i I think i think that kind of describes a lot of the the shows um certainly bethesda have been been probably top of that list for me um, but you know, obviously, we we just don't know what they're going to have. They have to have something, but we just don't know what it is. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, and then later on June tenth, um, much later for us in the West. Well, for everyone, obviously, but but for us, obviously, we're talking from one thirty a.m. to nine p.m. Quite a lot of hours to fill there. Plenty of time to play play the Witcher for you guy and there sleep of course <laughs> um but Ubisoft June 10th 9 p.m British slash Irish summertime 4 p.m eastern time 1 p.m pacific time um and as as we said I, I can't really say much more than what has already been said I'm excited for Ubisoft to think of the third parties they're the ones you kind of have the most to expect from and, and therefore it's you feel you can be safe to be excited about and um, would, would you are you thinking along the same lines yeah, yeah, I'm quite looking forward to Ubisoft because I'll finally get a Skull and Bones release date. Touch wood, <laughs> um, and there's not. It's just the surprise factor with them releasing Ghost Recon already. So I'm, there must be something new there. Um, but E3 do love a just dance break, don't they? <laughs> um, but no. Oh, that's it. It's it's yeah. going to open the show. That's inevitable. Absolutely, some dancing zebra giraffe thing's going to murder people <laughs> but yeah I'm, I'm actually quite looking forward to ubisoft's um show really it's gonna i think that's definitely gonna be second place in, in the in the weekend 
in terms of the hype, yeah, certainly I'd, I'd be right there with you. Um, and then moving on, uh, you know, similar to, to Bethesda, we've got Square Enix on June 11th at 2 a.m. British slash Irish summertime, and then June 10th, 9 p.m. Eastern time, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Again, it's it's just pure intrigue. You know, I, obviously as a Final Fantasy fan, boy, I'm looking forward to seeing what the hell is going on with Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm be very shocked if Avengers isn't re-revealed, and obviously, as a Platinum fan, I'm looking forward to seeing more on Babylon's Fall. But beyond those three games, we have absolutely no idea what's going to be at this show. I don't think three games is enough for a show, so clearly there has to be something more. So it, it's it's totally up in the air from Square Enix as to why they're having a show and why they've decided to take Sony's slot, which is a big act to follow. And um, so it's it's just pure intrigue. And obviously, you've already said you you shared those thoughts when it comes to Square Enix. Yeah, it's I'm just there to watch it, possibly, but but go up in flames again because last year was bad. Maybe they can top it. Maybe Avengers won't even be there. It'll just be worse. <laughs> uh, be funny though. It'd be a waste of my time, but it'd be funny. That's it. At least it was short last year. You can give them that. Yeah, I think it was sure. only like a half an hour or something. So it'll probably be a similar length, unless they have a lot more to show. And then obviously last is we, we just discussed the Nintendo, June 11th, 5 p.m. British slash Irish summertime, June 10th, 12 p.m. Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific time. Um, Actually, I think I messed up those. I think it's actually, they're also on June 11th. So sorry, actually, it's June, they're all on June 11th, 5 p.m. in Britain, Ireland. 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific time. I think the, I think time zones just totally threw me by the end when I was preparing this, to be I honest. Um, and as we said, Pokemon is enough for Guy. Smash Bros. characters yeah. is enough for me. For me, Everything else is a bonus. Enough said about Nintendo. And I just want to give a quick rundown of the other smaller events, just because people might not be aware of everything. Uh, Devolver Digital are going to have their usual crazy shit show with loads of blood and screaming and all that good stuff. On June 10th, uh, 3am British Irish Summertime, we're going even later. Uh, and June 9th, 10pm Eastern Time, 7pm Pacific Time. Upload VR, which is a new VR-centric show, is coming on June 10th, 5 p.m. British Irish Summertime, 12 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time. So if you have your VR headset, you know where to be. PC Gaming Show, the stalwart that everyone forgets and ignores every year, except for when they're like, oh, we're going to reveal like a new Age of Empires or something. Uh, June 10th, oh, yeah. 6 p.m. British Irish Summertime, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Uh, Limited Run Games are doing a show for the second year in a row. Um, so they'll reveal kind of the, some of their upcoming titles and sometimes they publish smaller indie games. So you never know. Um, so they might actually reveal something brand new. Uh, June 10th, 8 p.m. British Irish Summertime, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. And lastly, kind of funny game showcase rolling off the success of doing a showcase to replace PSX. They're doing one at E3 as well, focusing on indie titles. That's at June 11th, 12.30 British, 12 a.m. Uh, British Irish Summertime. And then June 10th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 4.30 p.m. Pacific Time. So, yeah, plenty kind of things there, you know, little things people might not have been aware of. Might like to fit them in. They're usually only kind of 30 to 60 minutes long. So, at 
thought it'd be good to make people aware of those. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'll probably check them out. I'm not sure if I'll watch them live like the big ones, but I'll check them out. Um, and to finish, Carl, what's going to be your game of the weekend? Yeah, so I'd say the game I'm most looking forward to out of what we actually know about is probably Halo Infinite, I'm going to say. I think that's... That that's that's probably my choice. Yeah, I'm gonna gonna stick with with Halo Infinite. I think um, I love the Halo games. Five seemed a little meh, but it, it seems they've learned from that, and and um, that the the big focus is is going to be getting back to what people loved about the older games. So I'm I'm excited about Halo Infinite. What about yourself? I'll go Pokemon. Cross. We know it's going to be there <laughs> for what? It's the only thing Nintendo have got over the DLC for Smash. So I'll go Pokemon because. Halo might not be at Xbox. Might not be, but it probably will be. So I'll go Pokemon just to be different anyway. But Halo is a very good show. Um, but I think that's well, that's enough for me and you for any, for everyone because it's gone on over two hours now. <laughs> uh, but we'll finish up there, Carl. So thanks for joining me, and well, thanks to everyone who's listened to both parts of this big part of this. So thank you to everyone. Goodbye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.